Yesterday, how did you do? I got second place. I lost before feet. And today? I was, I was 700 pounds late because I didn't really know the weight of the tractor. And I was the first time I ever pulled her. And today. 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 What? Today. Shock today. Shock today. Today. <laughs> I put her in a 16,000 pound class. I put her in turret gear. They were all 280, 290, 
Welcome everybody to Let's Grow Pulling Live. I'm so excited. We have Ben and Patty Hazen on this night. They're my friends. I think they actually truly like me. You know what I mean, Charles? Like some people pretend to like us. I think Van and Patty, I know Van likes me. I know Van likes me. I like you too. Welcome. It's Monday night, 29th. Every Monday night we do this, and it's brought to you by the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. Charles Posh, Charles over there, can you do your thing? Then we got Paul Romack. Paul, point down to Cody. Cody Vanderholm. Ryan Roosink in the middle. And our special guest, Patty and Van Hazley. And I know they're true fans because I have seen them at antique polls before. Yeah. They love pulling. I and Van, can you hear me okay, Patty? Yeah, it's really soft. But we may have to uh, oh, <coughs> repeat a few things, Jason. That's okay. You might need to turn your volume up on your phone. It's, I got it up. Okay. Got it all the way up. Can you hear us yeah. now? It's just not very loud, but it's okay. I'll try to talk. I'll try to talk slower. How about Schultz that? can talk loud. That's for sure. Jason, can you really talk slower? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Van, I consider you to be the patriarch of today's diesel super stock class. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I'm not the oldest. Uh, I'm the oldest probably by age. But Eric Stacy was pulling super stocks probably about a year before I was. So he really? is really the old guy. But Patty and I are the patriarchs <clears throat> and the spokesman for the class. I would agree with that. But I like, when you and I've talked, when you and I've talked, Van, you talked about those early years and and the and the rules and getting together and you know basically making it safe and making making the trucks what they are today. Can you tell me some of those early stories? Well, I tell you, Jason. It's almost like the field of dreams. It boiled down to this. If you build it, they will come. And the rules could not keep up with as fast as we needed to build the trucks years ago. But it was a, you go out and you break it once. Okay, that's, you broke it. When you break it the second time, that's a problem. And you just increase, uh, you've got to increase the size of your drive line. And, you know, the typical answer here at Hazley Machine is we never make enough horsepower on the dyno. So the typical numbers are, you know, always never enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Patty, you're like the mom of the diesel truck class. Everybody I talk to, like if they want to know what the payout is for a pull or if they want to know the directions to the pull, they all text Patty Hazley. Would you agree that you probably have every diesel truck puller's name and phone number and your cell phone? I'd say I have a very large majority, yes. Is there anybody that you're mad at that you want us to share their cell phone number tonight? To probably <laughs> nope, 40, people? Uh, I'd like to say I like to get along with everybody. <laughs> Not hardly a puller I have that you don't like. No, that's fair. That's very, very fair. Well, guys, let's talk about 2021. How did the season go, Van? We know that. So I believe your truck is coming to my or Kurt's truck's coming to my hometown, right? Doug Muller? <clears throat> that uh, is correct. Uh, Kurt's truck was sold to the hometown of Richland Center. Uh, the new owner is Doug Mueller, and it couldn't have went to a nicer home, Jason. Yeah, that place is kind of sentimental to you when you blew your truck up at Churning Dirt. You guys changed you know, out motors. <laughs> it, it's bad that we blew the truck up. It costs a lot of money. But, I mean, Jason, in all reality, I'm doing my job because that's my job. I need to break parts so I can sell my customer better parts. Paul, did you hear that? 
Amen. Amen. Things break. Things break. And that's the thing. I mean, you take you take Hazley Machine, Shide Diesel, uh, Enterprise Engine, which a lot of people don't know about Enterprise Engine because Dave Mitchell passed away a few years ago. He was the same age I was. I believe he passed away at 58. No, 48. 48 or 49. Okay. Maybe I was wrong there. But, uh, you know, we were the ones that were the pioneers of this whole diesel pulling sports. And we would go out and pull on Saturday night and bring them home and work on them, you know, through the week because we tore them up that night. But finally, when we got the engine program under control to where we didn't break them every night, now our engines, I mean, if they don't last a season, Jason, there is something extremely wrong with the engine program. I agree. Patty, if you turn the phone sideways, would it go sideways so I can see both of you? There you go. There you go. Sweet. Van, you brought you brought up uh, Dave Mitchell, and I, I want to. I'm curious about something because I've got some video going back to about 2005. Who yeah. was the first guy on cut tires in your class? Was it Kent Crowder or Dave Mitchell? No, Dave Mitchell. Dave Mitchell, and Dave Mitchell was the first one with multiple chargers, also. Got it. What, uh, that. When you when you say that Dave was the first with multiple chargers, what what roughly size chargers was he running? <laughs> Back in the day, he ran an HT3B on the manifold, and uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, and he had an HX40 on the manifold and an HT3B down down below that. And he started with just two chargers. Just two chargers. He never had more. I don't think Dave ever had a. Oh, he got bigger over the years. He had to. I know Eric Stingley at one time had three different HTB3s, different housings and stuff when he put triples on that truck. And that truck's been gone for a long time, too. But but you figure we've been out here pulling diesel trucks since 1985. Wow. So that leads into my, my question that I like to ask. Talk about... How did the Hazleys get into pulling in general? Did you start with trucks? Did you start with tractors? <clears throat> no, we started with mini rods, believe it or not. Uh, during the blizzard of 1978, I had an engine and some other pieces laying around. And, you know, we're cooped up in the shop and had to find something to do. So we built a mini rod. And we were seniors in high school. <laughs> <clears throat> So, and that, what year was that then? Not trying to put an age on you or anything. 1978. 1978. So you went from mini rods to where? Uh, we went to pickup trucks in the summer of 1985. And were you in like a street stock or? Uh, that's exactly right. It was, I worked a day and a half to take my Chevrolet truck, which had a 6.2 liter diesel in it with a turbocharger to get enough weight out of the truck and the cab and everything else so I could pull with the altered gas class at the local fair. And how'd that work out? Uh, they didn't like me after the first night. And that's seen some of those things too. Fairgrounds, uh, had very, very poor lighting, Jason. Um, I don't know if I was test hook. I believe it was test hook. Yeah, I think so. Because I made a full pull, turned the lights out on one side of the fairgrounds. <laughs> They said the slab had to malfunction, so I backed up. That's back when we were on water. I backed up, did it again. But after the third time I full pulled it, they said, well, we'll hook a gas on here and see what's going on with the sled. And the gas guy couldn't move the sled. 
<laughs> Welcome to Diesel Trucks 101. <laughs> but Cheers. that truck had an automatic transmission and four-wheel drive, awesome. and it was just a torque monster, but we broke cranks, <laughs> split blocks. Uh, and so our first diesel, original diesel pulling truck was a 1993 Dodge. And that was a really good, that was our first Cummins truck. And uh, in fact, I had to put a license plate on the front of it because my daddy retired from General Motors and we had a license plate that said, uh, don't look at the Dodge, listen to the Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But one of the best street stocks we ever owned was a 1997 and uh, that truck never got beat. And I sold a winner, and I thought the multiple valve, 24 valve engines had come out in 1998. And so we purchased one of them, and it we probably chased that truck for what, two years, three? Couldn't beat it. Hmm. That's when you learn never sell a winner. <laughs> Can you see the question on the screen? <clears throat> Forty-three years married, and since our since uh, since our tenth grade year in high school. Holy cow! Hmm. Good for you. Good for you guys. So, 45 congrats. Years. So, can you talk a little bit about? I mean, you've you've been pulling and and all this. Talk about where Hazley Machine started. Um, how did you get into the machine portion? I got out of the military in uh, January of 1985. And my brother and I had talked about this prior to me leaving the military. And so we started a small machine shop and I figured out real quick that we couldn't make a living just machining parts at that time in our career. And so that's when I got to working on uh, diesel engines, the old 5.7s and the Oldsmobiles, the 6.2s, the 6.9s, the 7.3s, those paid Hazley Machine rent for years. And now, so that was the start now. Hazley Machine now, how many guys do you have? What kind of, you know? When, when we got a full house, I think there's 11 of us. Wow. And there'll be, there'll be 12 of us now. Nice. We hired another guy to kind of apprentice. Uh, one of our... Our uh, eldest, our, our eldest employee is 78, and uh, so we've got a young guy training under him right now. So I'm a I'm a machine shop guy. I'm a nerd like that. Talk about some of the capabilities. We have, well, in fact, it's funny you're mentioning that. She was yelling at me. I was just online bidding. Uh, I bought another Haas mill tonight, a VF3, but uh, we have. A five-axis CNC rottler, a four-axis CNC rottler. We've got uh, a two, three-axis Haas, an Akuma CNC lathe. And uh, so, I mean, we've got multiple knee mills and lays, but we are trying to move more and more into the CNC for repeatability on manufacturing vast numbers of parts. Yep. Yes, very. You will see us this this summer. Uh, we'll have two of the new engines in the National Farm Machinery Show. 
I have been working for five years to develop a brand new aluminum block to fix all of the problems inherent to all Cummins blocks. And as Jason knows firsthand, I know how to break them. Yes, he does. I'm going to find that picture while we're chatting. <laughs> We saw it well, first hand at too. Like we fixed a lot of the things that the other billet block guys have some issues with that we know about. So hopefully we have uh, taken care of all those, and we'll have the the best uh, the best thing on the market. So uh, as far as anyone that's watching, I mean, if a guy's got a street truck that he wants to just soup up a little bit, is that something you guys can help him with? I mean, we know you guys can go all the way to super stock diesel trucks. Yes. Uh, our bread and butter. I mean, the super stock is we've got a lot of engines in the super stock class, but the bread and butter here at Hazley Machine is the daily driver, the, daily driver, the hot, you know, there's just the street stuff or uh, the local fares. But our bread and butter really is the 2.6 class, the 3.0, and the 3.6. That's where we shine in the pulling world. There's a lot of trucks running around with a Hazley sticker right there in that crew cab window area. Right. But you want to encourage that street guy because there's a whole lot more of them running around there and it's a lot less money to get involved at a smaller level. Yes. And that's what's great about the diesel truck class is that it's so relatable to newcomers that want to come in because they can buy a new diesel truck off the lot and come in and, you know, maybe they can jump into a like a hot, hotter class, a hot like a street stock or, you know, they don't have to go, you know, buy a tractor or a 1066 and, and just completely gut the thing and try to get into an 85 limited pro. <clears throat> the diesel truck. But that's class the thing. Yes, and that's where we've evolved. Uh, you know, we started at the local fair level, and then, you know, we kind of perfected that, and then it got to a point to where my son Are we losing him? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, we got We're going to go out to Fairmont, Indiana and get some better internet. Crap. Hold on. Hold on, folks. They'll get back on. <clears throat> so you, guys, these guys. you guys are going to have to jump in here because I will nerd out on machine stuff the whole God. time. I'm going to let you go, dude. I'm going to listen. <laughs> I enjoy hearing it, too, because I've always I got a buddy that builds parts, too. Then you talk. To okay, him. we're back. There they are. Pay your bills, Patty. We're back. Your it, it, it went a little nutty there for a minute. It happens. It happens. So you guys were talking about, you know, the, the 2.6 class, a 3.0 class, and, and how you got started and how you moved up to the super stock. You know, is that from a – so you started with that street stock or you, you know, whatever the first diesel truck was. When did you really jump into the, like a, a full blown super stock truck? That truck as as far as you know, making parts for them or building one. Yeah, the first original Rock Hard Ram was built in 04, and it took a year and a half in so fast. Yeah. Me and this internet's going to get. 
We may have to have them leave their phone one way. <clears throat> I don't think that matters. Do you think? Do you think that's affecting it? It's hard telling. Might be because when you flip it sideways, it's extra bandwidth for the video mm. to capture the, the broadened screen. Yep. Okay. Hey, Roos, this is your picture from Richland Center, right? It's the first one that ever – it's the first one, and it's the biggest one that uh, I've ever had printed. Yeah, I love it. No, that flash in the camera out there. Is that, did you? How did you do that, that effect? Slow show so you can get lucky. Uh-huh. Little known fact for people who weren't there, that was once on a billboard. Yeah. Really? There's a nice big area there where you could put some – wording or whatever if you were trying to promote something yeah that's our and it, that's our turn and it was there 13 or 14 probably yeah i think so i'm looking for his picture when he locked locks tossed that motor yeah because i was the closest one i was the closest one to him when he launched that motor that was something else besides dirk the tech official that had to change his right mind. you're right there was that. That's their that's our winner interview because there's the Bud Light from Wisconsin Distributors. People, if you got questions for Van and Patty, they'll jump back on. Um, yep. Please be sure to type it into the comments. They're experiencing technical difficulties. Please hold. And uh, for those of you who um, remember Drew Armstead, just imagine how much fun he's having listening from wherever he's listening to uh, Van and Patty talk about GM diesels. Yeah. Just think about that for a little bit and, and let the smile come over your face because it did me. Yep, definitely. That truck, Charles, how would you describe that picture? That's not from Hazley Machine. Um, that's called EGTs. <laughs> that's, that's called uh, fuel stacking in the turbo when you're launching. Mm-hmm. That's Van's truck is just, just so, so awesome, it's, so it's, recognizable, just so popular. Everybody loves them. I don't know if there's, if there's if there's a sticker that outsells the Hazley Machine sticker anywhere. I don't believe it. You know what I mean? We just they're everywhere. They are. Everywhere. It was kind of remarkable from to hear them actually talk about how much they were doing in in the street diesel world. I don't necessarily think of them as a go-to for that. No, well, me neither. And that's one of the questions because, you know, being in the machine shop. Okay. World. Oh, they're back. They're We're back. Them. Welcome to rural Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> you would think the, the hometown have, of James Green could be. We have Amish internet. <laughs> so we'll see how long we keep it going this time. All right. Hey, Patty, turn your phone back to where it's straight up and down. We'll see if that helps a little bit. Maybe. maybe. If yeah, nothing else, maybe if we can keep audio. It was doing fine until we went sideways, and then it went. Patty, can you turn off the video and then just talk to us? Will that help your internet signal? There you go. It might if I knew how to do it. <laughs> um, would there be the three dots? 
And then you can say turn off audio, turn off video, because that's how we did Tucker last week at the end. Let me see. Here's a cam. There you go. There you go. You okay. got it. Now, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Yep. Just fine. Oh, perfect. Well, that, oops. Now you're back. Hey, Jason, have you yeah. seen the chaos block? Okay. Yeah, we saw well, a picture of it on Facebook. Kevin, when Kevin was designing that, he let me put a lot of input into it, things that he never even thought about. And uh, I mean, it's a bulletproof piece. It's a very, very nice block. But in four-wheel drive truck pulling, it weighs 210 pounds more than the block I have. So at the Super stock level, when you have to take 210 Guys, I'm just going to call them and tell them to call the audio, okay? So I'm going to mute myself. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some knowledge getting dropped hard. I know. Right I want to hear this. I know. He's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick him off. Oh I'm going to mute God. me. I'm sitting here going. I want to hear the yeah, next more, little. more, more. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll work through it, folks. Just hold on. We'll, you guys we start gotta, talking about the rumors. That you've we got to we got to work through it. But it's <clears throat> so uh, rumors. Um, um, Colin Ross said it made uh, four thousand horsepower on the dyno. <laughs> so one of the things is not necessarily a rumor, but what he was just alluding to, having someone put input into. Uh, he, essentially, he's a competitor, you know, <clears throat> having him put input into one of the blocks that they're building. That's awesome. You don't see that very often. You don't. And kudos to Kevin and Colin for doing that. Um, they're trying to build something that that will withstand, you know, because, you know, it is once once they can hold that power that they got now. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to find a bigger charger. They're going to find a bigger, more fuel. They're going to up the power in this game, and they've got to make that block and that crank, all that bottom end's got to hold that. And for them to get a hold of someone like Van Hazley and say, hey, come on, we, we want to make this work. Can you help us out? And him doing that, that is awesome. Yeah. And the 4,000 thing, like, I mean, that's bull crap. I just made that up. But it did make 3620 with a single charger on their engine dyno. And I don't know what cubic inch they were running it to. Um, I, I don't know what the pulling world runs to, to a cubic inch spec. In a drag racing world, it's it's 460 cubic inch is the max you can go to. So I don't know if they were up to that level or less than, but um, it it definitely proved itself that it can I'm gonna take. I'm going to turn off my phone on you guys. Sorry, Charles. No, you're good. No, nope. okay. go Patty, ahead. Patty, your man, can you guys hear us? Please, God. Hold on. I'll drive to Indiana right quick. I think she's still muted. It showed a little mute thing if she's still muted. Have him go sit in the truck outside or something where it's warm and outside of the shop if that's the case. Now, Schultz, you're muted. Patty, talk. Patty, can you hear me? Patty, 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 Patty. 
Unmute. I can't, I, why, why won't it let me unmute him? Oh, there he is. Patty. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Van, we're start, Van, start all over with that whole block thing that you started to talk about. And Van, okay. just talk about it like a normal phone now. Okay, Jason, can you hear me now? Yeah, just talk on it like a normal phone because we don't see your okay. face anymore, but we can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Well, like I said, when I found out that Kevin Campbell at, uh, you know, out there in Washington, Pennsylvania, at Chaos Machine, he was going to build a block. I knew Sean Hodges really well. I didn't know Kevin real well, but I called Kevin and talked with him and give him a bunch of insight into the problems that I had seen which they originally had super B number one. Somehow it had found its way out of Shane Kellogg's truck, which that's where it was originally. Super B number one was in Shane Kellogg's mod truck. And then later on, we had changed blocks on Shane's. But anyhow, that block was sold to Sean Hodges. And when they two-piece that block, like I did up at Richland Center, then Kevin... Uh, had went into the fact of uh, oh making that uh, ductile iron block, which is a beautiful piece. Did I lose you? Again? So, <clears throat> nope, you're you're still there. Okay, good. Okay. So uh, you guys actually, we were just talking about it while you guys were trying to get reconnected. The fact that you guys have kind of joined forces or you know there's a knowledge base there that they tapped into is is phenomenal you don't see that very often in pulling and it, it's great that that kevin and you guys work together to uh, to try to make a block that can hold the power because we all know what's going to happen next bigger oh. chargers bigger fuel and more power <clears throat> and with today's technology i mean you know i run exclusively i run uh weimer turbos on my truck I know the Hearts boys, they do a really, really good job with turbos also. But when you've got a working relationship, what I got with Weimers, you're exactly right. Uh, Steve out at Weimer, he's a guy that can't walk and chew bubble gum at the same time. He's so smart. And when <laughs> Curtis, my son, which is a mechanical engineer from Purdue, when them two put their heads together, I'm telling you, they can make some turbos that can break some parts. Very, very true. Um, one of the things that I've always wondered, because I'm I'm a tractor guy, whether it be you know antiques to pro stocks, we we deal with more of that kind of stuff. So on a super stock diesel truck, one of the things that you guys always have to deal with is getting that power to the ground and not blowing the tires off as you come off the line. And everybody says you have to feel it. My question for you, Van, is you know on on a dyno or even on the track, how hey, Jason, do you did I lose you again? Nope. Oh, there you are. Okay. Well, he kind of faded out there for a second, but I, I understood he was asking, you know, our biggest trouble is trying to get the power to the ground. Yes. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people want to change our rules and add weights to the truck and things like that, but I don't want that. Uh, and some of, a lot of my customers don't want it also. What really is nice about our class right now is no matter what you do, how much money you've got, 
the nut behind the wheel still has to pilot that thing down the track. And that's what makes our sport so enjoyable right now. I mean, any one of 12 guys on the champ tour can win any night of the week. Amen to that. I got hung out to dry probably four years ago for suggesting that the two five guys should implement a 31 10 and a half tire rule so they would all have to learn how to drive their junk and everybody hated it and now look where the class is gone so i amen to you guys for sticking with where you are on that and, and making it a driver's class because i can definitely tell watching you guys that it's about who can drive and read the track and hook it up it's it's awesome to watch it and it is and i mean it makes i mean granted uh, you know, in the super stock class, we always joke around about, you know, you either run with the big dogs or you stay on the porch. But what really makes that work really, really well is the driver. And for years, Shane Kellogg and myself were so far superior of the other guys in class because we went to Ohio when we really didn't have anywhere to pull. We went to Ohio and pulled with those blower trucks. And, boys, I'm here to tell you what, those boiler trucks schooled us for a while till we learned how to drive. And I'm still amazed at how heads up they do, giving up spotting you guys the weight that they do, that they're still competitive. It's, it's remarkable. But, uh, you know, what the beauty of this is, is now, you know, in TPA, we're at, uh, you know, we're a grand national class. PPL were a champ tour class. So now, night after night after night, uh, that's the one thing the NTPA competitors have is every time they pull onto an NTPA Grand National event, you always pull a Von Bauer sled. Well, Vaughn struggled with us for the first six months when we become that. But I'll tell you, now Vaughn down pat lets us run 32, 34 mile an hour. And, you know, trying to get us stopped around that 320, 330. So where is, and without without asking like specifics, so yeah. where is your, where's your peak power band? So when you're going down the track, you know, are you, are you at say. Uh, peak power band on my truck is right there at about 5,500 RPMs. Holy but on our dyno. We have only been running the super stock trucks, 400 RPMs on our dyno. Uh, we start them at 6,200 and pull them to 5,800. Because oh if we try God. to do anything other than that, you will either break the block or bend the crank on the dyno. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so oh. now we're learning how to cam our engines. Uh, Patty mentioned earlier, my oldest employee at my shop, name is rick paradise he come from ohio i mean from california and worked with nick aries for years oh wow and he was nick aries cylinder head man so he is just made our engine program over the last three years that he has been here phenomenal phenomenal i mean the airflow that he has increased us is just you know tenfold over what we had three years ago So, again, I got. I'm a nerd like this. I got questions. Yeah, yes, what, sure. What is what is a what is a good estimate on boost pressure on a super stock diesel truck on a Champs Tour class right now? You mean the boost? 
My yes. truck, I run 155 to 60 pounds boost, but I run a <laughs> right when you get the good questions. <laughs> yeah. That the I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for Indiana Internet. As we wait patiently. <laughs> and we're all like He's gonna come back. They're gonna come back. They're gonna come back. Oh. Paul's jaw's been open like the entire time. It's just I'm just like come I wanna know. Dang it. <laughs> I hear him. Well, they're in that metal shop, you know that. So Oh yeah. And then the follow-up is of course what's what's the drive pressure and is it gated? Oh yes. Uh, find out if Patty's ever drove. That's one of our questions. Yeah, that was one I saw come up. That's got to get asked. Matt Hart, awesome. Ep- our buddy Matt, awesome episode. Van and Patty are full of the knowledge. Auctioneer. <clears throat> Is there a cure for the bounce that some of the diesel trucks have? Is it a bad gear choice or chassis setup? That's a good question. That's a great question because we all see that. I think it's honestly the amount of power they can generate versus that small diameter tower tire. It's just. Uh, it's misreading the track. I don't think there's a quick workaround. Yeah, we can't hook a landline up to a computer that I know of. This show is internet-based. We're live on 10 different platforms right now. Eight on Facebook, one on Twitter, one on YouTube. That's why it reaches so many people. Um, okay. He's talking about a landline for, for... There's some knowledge right there. Yep. Who are we talking to here? Uh, that's Jeff Miffick. Jeff yeah. knows what he's talking about. Jeff knows. He's like a nuclear scientist, I think, or something like that. So, heart scientist, actually, I think. I believe he's a doctor. Yes. Oh yeah. my bad. Nice. And Jeff, I still owe you a bottle of wine. Don't let me forget. Dropping knowledge, we like it. We so, can we bounce them off, and then there's another guy that might have something to say about it, Mr. Jason. Hey, Wayman. Wayman. Wayman, since you're uh, since you're uh, on here as well, um, can that be track related here. as well? Oh, now they're going to the truck. Can Can you see us now? We can. We can. Can you hear me now? Absolutely. Are you in the truck? <laughs> yeah. Please, please tell us you just we're rolled going, rock. We're We're going to where we have better cell phone signal than our than the shop. God bless you, Patty. Patty, we <laughs> won't judge either. Guys, because we really appreciate it. And we love to talk to your viewers and our customers because what people don't realize is without those people, we have no show. Amen, no one, brother. Yep. Everybody's been excited about this all day. That's Pat, That's Van's ear. That's his inner earlobe there, everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. It's oh, waste gated at 155 PSI. Working. I'm sorry, guys. At least you kept your clothes on, Hazley. Patty, can you hear me? Yeah. Let me borrow some of that now. Yeah, we lost I feel like we're on ghost hunters. I'm waiting for that light to come on. See the ghost. Hey, Jason, we're yeah. headed to a Verizon Tower, if you can hear me. Yep, you can hear that, 
is awesome. They're just going to drive to the cell phone tower. That's guest commitment right there. That is commitment. Yes, it is. I don't know. The only time we've seen somebody else relocate, like majorly, was when Russ Yoder joined us and he left his house and went to the popcorn shop. Yep. We got one bar, babe. Van, can you hear me? <laughs> he puts it right up to his ear. That's awesome. It's amazing, though. We got his video. Yeah. Where is that tower over here? Is that a Verizon tower? This is the best. <laughs> one of the one of the most dynamic minds in the world for building diesel super stock motors and super stock trucks, and they're out chasing a cell phone tower. <laughs> I would do the same. Amish cable. Amish cable. There we go. Oh my well, god. Well, we think we know where the nearest Verizon tower is. We are you at. Know? the edge of the Verizon tower and we we are like in the in the max travel of three towers and so we're just trying to get closer to a tower where we can get more bars we we can hear you and actually see your ear very well <laughs> well that's a somewhere she can start chewing her ass thinking they're muted <laughs> this is awesome Oh, I love it. The, the fans have not left. I'm watching the numbers. Okay, now can you hear me, Jason? Yeah. Yep. Okay, we're we're gaining bars, so we're getting closer to a tower. I love it. There is a god. Okay, Amen. where do you lose him at, Paul or Charles? 150 pounds, 160-pound PSI. Yeah, we're talking That's when Mike jumped in, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Out of, out of triples. One on the manifold, big, and then two Atmos. Yeah, because it might jump in there. Okay. Is there anybody running four? Have they ever tried four on a diesel or a super stock diesel truck? I'm. I uh, Jeff, you're gonna have to ch chime in on this. I think you're prohibited from doing that. Really? They can only run two pressure stages. I think that is correct. Yeah. I'll be damned. I didn't know that. And down at the cubic inch that they're at, I'm not sure there's much to necessarily be gained by doing it either. Well, and it's it's all about the reason they added the fourth charger was to take some of that pressure off that that middle charger. Get better service of Marion. Okay, Wayman's Wayman's uh, weighed in on that. The track can definitely play a big role in upsetting our trucks. Obviously, smooth track is ideal, but as the track prep and crew maintaining the track. <laughs> Tractors, it's likely well, not. Jeff, we're both uh, letting us know. So I'm so. thinking we better head towards Marion. Okay. And Jason fought that last year, last year or two years ago, a lot. I uh, I remember I've got pictures of Jason uh, where there's daylight under all four wheels uh, on multiple occasions, and he'll probably punch me for saying that, but oh, there was a problem with the chassis, and it didn't, and it didn't work, and you know he tried something, it didn't work, and. We saw I think he's that. got it figured out now. We saw that at a big pull this summer, um, which shall remain nameless, but we all know which one we're talking about. There was a truck that mm -hmm. got four uh, four tires off the ground, and they had to they had to pull it off that track. I mean, they had to pull the class off that track, and it's yeah, you know, it's just sometimes that stuff happens. We've seen that too. You know, I've I've had that, I've had that conversation with truck pullers not just in super stock diesel even the mod four-wheel drive guys and what they're looking for out of a particular track and and what works for them versus tractor pullers and it is way different what they want to see so i talked a little bit to well, i think it was jordan and 
it wasn't Jeremy. It was Jordan and his brother, um, Jordan Nelson and his brother, um, Jared, about little tires like hard tracks. Is that the same for a diesel super stock track truck? I mean, they're two wheel drive, of course, but do they like a harder track? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yes, well, they seem to, from what I've told, heard, yeah, they seem to like want, you know, something a little bit harder, a little bit dustier maybe on top. Ben, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys just fine. I don't think you can hear me right now. We yes, can. We can hear you just fine. Okay. Well, we are headed. It's about 10 miles to the big city. <laughs> and awesome. uh, we surely can get some more bars there because we I have no idea. E.T. must be on strike tonight. <laughs> Man, can you go back to the boost pressure where we were? Start there? Yes. Boost pressure on my truck with the Weimer turbos that I run in 2021 on my truck, I would run between 150 and 155 pounds of boost. But my back pressure, I only run about 135 pounds back pressure. Gotcha. Let's get into uh, chassis and the bounce, and let me find that question. Yeah. And for you kids who don't understand what he just said, to be – for the kids who don't understand, to be uh, positive on the boost side versus the, the uh, drive, you got to do your homework to get there. Yeah, you want and you want a little. Theoretically want, speaking, it's impossible, but it's not impossible. Yeah, it's not, and it you got to do your work. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Five years ago, before we started working exclusively with Weimers, it was physically impossible. Every turbo combination, whether single turbo or multiple turbos, we were the other way around. We always run more drive pressure than we do boost pressure. For for most people, being within twenty percent on you know twenty percent more hey, drive versus pull. boost is normal is is good. To be to be upside down, that's phenomenal. Yeah, you're you're pressuring more. Let's see, you know, that be the pressure more out than in. Yeah, yeah. To create energy. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're creating that heat that's coming out of that motor has energy in it, and it's all it's doing is driving that charger. And that's one of the things that you got to do. It's 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 like Charles said. It's not hard. It's not easy to do. Not at all. Not at all. You've got you've got an air compressor on one side, and you're trying to deal with what it's putting out through the motor with all the stuff. And the whole goal is to drive that charger harder. And somebody will probably chime in and say, oh, they're just wastegating it, blah, blah, blah. Well, wastegate's a bleed down of drive. So that's going to come with a commensurate reduction in boost. So it's not that it's not as simple as that. They've done their homework. There is a balance. Van, can you hear us now? I'm only seeing five squares, so I think we lost them. Oh, no, they're they're here. It's down there. It's oh. just there on the bottom. They're on the bottom, right? 
Gotcha. But I don't hear them right now. I can hear them in and out just a little bit. This is a commitment, though, that they're driving into town for us. I like this. Thank you. And all of our guests are staying on. So that's Yes. Good. We're there. We're working tirelessly to get your diesel truck on the track and a cell phone signal. <laughs> that's a good commercial. Yes. Man, all the cell phone boosters that I should be selling these guys. Oh, gosh. You ain't kidding. That's well, my Creed DX, right? From uh, Diesels and Dark Corners? Yeah. Yeah. Did they win 3-6 one of the nights? Uh, didn't Brady sweep the weekend? Well, he won Saturday Ooh. night. He won Saturday No, night. there was one class. I think it was Friday night. I think he uh, – I don't think he won in the 3-6. In the the video that I put together there, Jason's got a real nice shot of the in, of the inside underneath the hood type of thing. Okay. While we're waiting, I'll cue that up. Oh, here they come. Guys, we ought to be there in about a minute or two. We can there, hear you. Sound way better, Van. Okay. I I am so sorry, guys. I I don't know what's the matter uh, because even on this uh, internet bidding we was doing on this auction site. We kept having to reboot the computers. Uh, our, our internet at the shop runs through the local phone service, and also we have internet connection just to try to have a redundant system. No, we can we can hear you just perfectly now. So where do we? So we got the boost pressers. Answered. I'm trying to go through all the questions. The chassis. Yeah, if we have you guys, if you have questions for Van or Patty, please type them into the comments. We'll get those asked to them. Um, let's talk about the bounce, man. Why do diesel trucks bounce? Is it chassis? Is it tire pressure? Is it track conditions? What do we got going on? It, it's just a combination of all of the above. Uh, uh, it's not so much your chassis as it is the modern design of tires. Uh, as long as we can keep the tires in the dirt, we don't have any bounce issue. The problem is when we wad up our tires and they unwad themselves, then they will jump out of the dirt. So I know, and here again, I'm, I'm a tractor guy. I'm going to ask you some questions. You don't have to give me uh, specifics. What is a, what is a uh, estimate on tire pressure for a diesel for a super stock diesel truck? That's a really amazing question to ask because you will ask 20 truck pullers and you're going to get 20 answers. Yes. But, uh, you know, some of the tire manufacturers recommend you be right there around 18, 19 PSI. Really? Rock hard Ram absolutely hates that. I will bounce to where you can roll a bowling ball under all four tires. Oh, shit. So... I typically stay in the realm of 22 to 24 pounds in the rear. The front tires don't seem to affect it much. It's the rear tires is where all the bounce comes from. Is that because of the weight difference? It, you know, unlike a tractor, you know, we do have a 26 inch draw bar, but a tractor, you are loading everything on that rear draw bar, even though it's 20 inches. And so you guys can wrinkle up your sidewalls and keep them in the dirt. 
where us, if we wrinkle up our sidewalls and can't keep them wrinkled, then they'll just jump out of the dirt. Has anybody tried anything in the rear tire design to do with to try a, a radial design versus a bias ply where you can have some stiffness and still keep the pressure down? Right. Uh, see, like the new Mayhill tires, you know, he's more of a, a more bias ply design. And Chad's tires work fantastic on a lot of tracks. And the gas guys love them. Uh, I pretty well run exclusively. Uh, I'll either have Chad at CM Tire uh, cut my nickels or I work with Bob Nichols a lot right at Nichols Tire. And, you know, we've changed the angle, changed the bar height. Uh, if you look at HazelyMachine.com, there's probably, we just pull in the parking lot, we'll be fine. We probably got, I don't know how many sets of tires and you can see variable bar hearts that I've got for sale. I try to run my tires one year and then find them a new home. Gotcha. Hey, one of the questions that we had, Van, has Patty ever drove the truck of this version or any other version? Patty is left-handed. So guess which side the throttle's on. And so Patty being backwards, uh, she just finds the throttle very, very uncomfortable. Bean field in Kurt's truck before and said it's just too uncomfortable for her. Got it. A lot of times Kurt's truck, he he that thing was built kind of like a 3.6 truck, but he would jump up to super stock. Was there a turbo swap when he would go up a class and, and run a bigger charger? You would find this absolutely incredibly crazy of Kurt and myself and my wife included. We used to pull in Ohio, and Kurt would run a single charger DOT class. So we had six tires on the truck, dual rear wheels, a single charger, and then the next class, we would add a second charger and cut tires. That's how devoted we were years ago. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. That. That's crazy. That's Stupid. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> but what they would allow us to do was unhook the plumbing, be mounted. And so it was completely disabled other than the oil line going to the turbo. And uh, then we would put, you know, change the hood stack and uh add the add the plumbing and uh we had a complete checklist and kurt and i could do this in about 20 minutes oh my god that's yes. mega. Yes. but that's back when we were we were eat up now if you ask kurt to tell you that he would show you either your age or your iq i guarantee you <laughs> <laughs> oh nice <laughs> those days are over boys we paid our dues. We we you know we had to pull our pay our dues. I can remember back guys back in the day, diesel truck pulling. We drove in the driveway a many a mornings when Cracker Barrel was opening. I mean, we would pull you know four thirty five o'clock in the morning because we were the last thing every night at the county fairs. Boy, how times have changed. Yes, and and these young pullers today, they don't realize where people like myself, Eric Stacy, Kent Crowder, you know, we did our due diligence and paid our dues to get where we're at today, and uh, it was a fight to get there. It really was. 
I can imagine. Uh, Van, we had a question here from one of the viewers. Uh, can you explain what a wastegate does? Yes. Rock Hard Ram has a wastegate. And uh, I've got that wastegate valve set at 125 PSI. Mine is a spring-loaded wastegate that is in the exhaust manifold. And once I reach 125 pounds exhaust pressure, then I open that up and I just throw that right in my stack and send it out the atmosphere. It's a pressure regulator. So, Mike, it's a pressure regulator for? For the exhaust side of the turbo. Yep. And what it does theoretically is instead of you getting all of that exhaust pressure, which is nothing more than a giant jake brake packed against your turbines, of your turbochargers, uh, once you get to 125 PSI on Rock Hard Ram, we just exhaust that from there on out, out the big stack. And if you would undo my wastegate on my truck, I know it'll run 200 pounds boost easy. Yep. Is there anybody in your Yikes. class who is venting venting an, uh, a, a manifold wastegate into the hot cross where it's not going to atmosphere? We messed around with that just a little bit, uh, but if you look at pretty much all of the um, the super stock trucks, they either got an exhaust mounted wastegate or a lot of them have a precision wastegate valve uh, that is in their stage pipe, and they blow that off just to the atmosphere also. Like if you notice the Trump truck or the Shide truck or Eric Stacy's truck as three good prime examples you'll see what looks like a giant boost leak by the front wheel. And they're just getting rid of their stage boost because on Rock Hard Ram, I have a five to one ratio. If I make 30 pounds stage boost, I'll make 150 pounds total boost. Nice. So we got a question here from another viewer. What's the greatest accomplishment in your career so far? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Some of the pulls I wish I could win, but you know, my greatest accomplishment, you look at my, you know, my resume, I guess, let's just call it a resume. You know, I've won Louisville twice. I've now owned two Bowling Green rings. I have a belt buckle from Don Salama. I mean, those are, those are items that, you know, they don't give those things away. You've got to work your butt off to get them. When you got to put two days hooks together, and then now, next year, we're going to have a new one on the PPL Champions Tour at Norwalk, Ohio. And nobody knows what the deal is, but it's going to be a, you know, you got to run two days to get into the third day to race for whatever the, you know, the prize will be. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be a tall order for sure. <clears throat> Van, since Kurt's truck is sold, is there another one of the works die? for him, or is he coaching baseball nope. full-time now? Nope, you're back. Can you hear us, Van? Got me? Patty? Yep, still got me? Yes. Yep. Okay. We have a question from a viewer. It says, since Kurt's truck is sold, is there another one in the works for him? Jason, not for Curtis, but our oldest grandson is 14. When he's 16, he will pilot rock hard Ram and we'll put another one in the trailer. Awesome. Nice. That's, 
That's nice. awesome. We, we've already started building the chassis, so we don't have to be rushed on this. And so uh, Trip and Grandpa will pilot uh, we'll tr- pilot two trucks here in two years. Nice. Curtis that's, that's is awesome. now, he is so busy with his kids. His life revolves around the shop eight hours a day, and then his kids are in baseball, wrestling, what else? <laughs> and Kurt now is the new high school baseball uh, varsity head coach. Yep. No, I saw that on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. He gets a whopping $4,000 a year, guy, for being the head coach. I joked at Kurt the other day. I said, I bet you'll cost me $40,000 in lost income. There you go. Easy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a conservative number, Van. That's yes, a conservative yes. number. But uh, Curtis, he works full-time now uh, in our engine development department, and he assembles every engine that comes out of Hazley Machine now. Nice. But a lot of people, Jason, I know we're talking about pulling here. People don't realize Hazley Machine, we are now building midget car engines and sprint car engines. We're I'm trying sorry, to get what? all of our eggs out of one basket. Believe that. Hello. Or not. Yes. One more time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe four, it or four not. Wow. For four tens, or what are you doing? No, our big forte is going to be midgets. Rick Paradise developed and uh, did all the R&D and development for Nick Aries on the Fontana midget car engine back in the 70s. Oh, yes. And I don't know exactly (laughs) how many of those they made. So those things are 40-some years old. We are now developing a new Honda engine to compete with the Toyotas and the SR11s and the Esslingers. And this little Honda engine is 2.5 cubic inch, and we're developing 430 horsepower. Holy shit! <laughs> I, is it a is it a layover design where it, you know yes. it's it's yes? Oh mm-hmm. God, I'm so nerding out. <laughs> right. So I mean, just to throw that out there, like we didn't have enough to do, <laughs> but that's why I was internet bidding tonight and spending a whole bunch of money on a on another Haas mill. Uh, because when we machine these aluminum blocks in our shop, it looks like it snowed in there with aluminum because our big Rottler machine is not an enclosed mill. And so it takes a broom and a snow shovel to pick up all the aluminum shavings at the end of the day. I feel your pain. We we used to have one of those machines as well. And uh, yeah, that enclosure is worth its weight in shavings alone. That Honda motor, is that an OHC or is that a pushrod motor? Yes. No, it is an overhead cam design, twin overhead cams. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. Along (laughs) with us guys, Patty, I just throwed a whole nother (laughs) plate of goodies on Patty's desk that is about three foot tall all the way around right now because the only place we can find these heads is out of junkyards off of 2002 through 2006 engines and so all we need is the casting that's all we need the casting and the cam towers but uh honda won't sell us a bare casting so we have to we just have to find them in the junkyards right now is that something where you could cmm that and reverse engineer it and start making your own 
Well, right now that's a gray area. That is why USAC is letting we run an OEM block and an OEM head. Gotcha. See, years ago, yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Years ago, if you guys, you know, especially Jason, he's up around my age. uh, There was a Cosworth Vega engine. And they took yes. that and put those in midgets and just dominated and ruined the sport. And so they outlawed overhead cams. <laughs> and so now we're trying to work our way in as more of a economical engine than the Toyotas. Yes, sir. I, oh, I love it. So, th- so this brings up something that's coming up. You know, we're within 10 days of the PRI show. You had one of your super stock motors in the ARP booth back in 2019. Um, are you going to have engines in PRI here in a couple or 10 days? And, and is any of those midget motors going to appear? Motor uh, before the pandemic here at uh, oh, PRI, uh, off to the side of the booth, we had one of our little Honda motors, but we won't have one there this year. I will have a super stock diesel engine with the new aluminum block in the Schaefer oil booth. Uh, I don't know the numbers for your viewers. Just look it up, but it's going to be in the, you know, the main building in the Schaefer oil booth. That's awesome. Check that out. It's worth your time to go to PRI. It's one hell of a show. It is. It is. It is just a, uh, it's like a, uh, a grown man's candy store. <laughs> yes, it is. So I know, I know what aisle you're going to be hanging out in. You're going to be back in the the uh, the uh, machinery and machine tools section over in the West End. <laughs> yeah, Patty always tries to make sure I don't have the checkbook when I go there. That's for sure. <laughs> I I didn't know that was oh, a yeah. thing at PRI. But I I might need to check that out. Apologize to all your viewers, guys. I mean, we just apologize. We don't know what's up with the internet tonight, but. Uh, we are actually sitting in a Myers parking lot in Marion, Indiana, to talk to you guys right now. Thank you, guys. Thank we you. Appreciate so much. We appreciate that so much. Thank you. So, Van, we got a question here from a, a Facebook user. I don't know if this is one of our admins or what, but it says, "What does the future look like for the 4B and the diesel minis?" The diesel minis, I guess, Jason, the Western Series, Kevin Moore is our poster child. He runs the Little Red Hooker. And um, Kevin Moore is putting another uh, old diesel mini in his stable right now. And I understand that Clint Tucker is going to bring this on to the Western Series. So I think it's going to be a small, small class to start with. But possibly if the promoters the pullers and we can get the right weight combination that's a problem now with kevin moore's uh the the 4bt is so much heavier than like a blown alcohol engine that it's hard to get the front wheels off the ground so uh, another question for you van the rock hard ram name where did that come from Did we lose them? Just oh, lost them. Shoot, we just lost them. Well, we'll get them back, and we can kind of segue into uh, maybe something else. Here's a picture of a little red hooker that's taken by our very own Ryan Bruce Sink. So, 
They're coming back. That this... little bit hooker's beast. I've seen that thing. We're, we're, we're back. Okay. You're back. We lost you for a second there. It happens. So, uh, Van and Patty, we have a qu uh, question. Where did the name Rock Hard Ram come from? <clears throat> I'm going to stop asking questions. I just keep killing her internet. <clears throat> we're going to blame you. It's fine. It's fine. Paul, we're going to blame you no matter what. I think I, I'm fine it. with it. I'm fine with it. Do we have them back? I want to get to them. If we get them back, they accepted their invite to the Polar's Championship. Yes. We want to touch on that, too. And then it's we're an hour 15 in, so we should probably yep. start to wrap it up. If we can. And they're they're an hour ahead of us, so. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, and Van said he's getting old like me, so got to get him to bed. So. That's that's awesome though. That they drove ten miles to try to get a internet signal. They were seriously. We say this a lot, like, oh, they're the nicest person we've ever met or met, um, but they they legitimately are. So there's a lot of great people in polling, but okay, I mean, they, we're back. There we are. Are you there? Yep. Yep. I'm just gonna leave the camera on because it's working right now. There okay. you go. So uh, Van and Patty, where did the name Rock Hard Ram come from? That was, I don't know how it originally become Rock Hard Ram. I know that we started out with pictures of rams out of National Geographic and wherever else Patty could find them on the internet. And somehow that just, from the pictures of the ram, we ended up with that. It's awesome. Back on the, uh, on the midget motor thing, are, are you guys working with uh, Tim Engler? on injection for that yes tim engler uh tim engler builds our injection hats and uh all of our downdraft nozzles and stuff like that so yeah uh once again a puller that went alcohol absolutely it's awesome and and for those who don't know the midget cars midget sprints and world of outlaw cars it's all alcohol but that's what they're yep. running on But it really creates a new problem for us at the shop because my dyno is a Landon C dual brake dyno that is 6,000 horse, 10,000 foot pound of torque. The U-joint on the dyno to couple it to the engine is bigger than the flywheel on a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. So, so now uh, ask Patty how, how uh, happy she is to know that we need to buy another dyno. <laughs> just get it before the end of the year so you can put on your taxes there you go <laughs> you gotta make you gotta make money jason to pay taxes <laughs> true that just need and, to patty i'm gonna ask you one question and our our last question away night is always asked by ryan rusink but first of all we want to thank you for um accepting your invite to the pullers championship we haven't announced it yet on the facebook page but what are you guys hearing from the diesel truck community from the three, six guys and the super stock diesel guys about the Polar's championship in May in Nashville? Um, I think everybody's looking forward to seeing how that's going to, uh, how that's going to turn out. And, and that hopefully, you know, in the future, you know, more classes will be included in it. Great. 
Great. That's great to hear. So we're excited about that. We'll get more information on that. We just opened up the invites to accept them about 10 days ago. I got to check in with Brent and see how many super stock diesel trucks have accepted so far. But Ryan, let's okay, let Brent and Patty I'm go to sure. bed. We've been so final busy. Question of the checked. night. All right. So the question I typically ask, and I'm going to ask both of you, if you could take the keys, if you could take the keys to any pulling vehicle, past or present, and go pull it somewhere other than Louisville, Bowling Green, or Toma, what would it be and why? And both of you get to answer. Are you there? Yeah. I'm here. Are you there? Yes, we are here. Okay, if we could take keys to any pulling vehicle, which one would we take? Yep. I'm going to take Rockhard Ram. I'm not kidding. I'm a little bit prejudiced there. Atta girl. Van, Van, what about you? I'll tell you, Curtis piloted King of Deers a few years ago, and uh, I think I would love to just pilot a pro stock one time. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we all would. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah, but I think that we could probably make that happen for him. Yes. Oh, I Whereas no it. one, uh, no one would that, give us uh, the keys to it, but yeah. Van is a different story. I know that one of these days on a, uh, a non-sanctioned pull, Jeremy Melson's going to pilot the rock hard Ram one of these days. Oh, Yeah. They are, the Nelsons are just fantastic people. And, oh, uh, John, before John passed away, we were, we were just old timers and we were the best of friends. But Jeremy and I, we converse at every pull and I just love their family. And uh, one of these days he just needs to sit in the seat and just uh, see what torque feels like. <laughs> I love it. I love it He'll probably be bored though. Like Kent Payne. Uh, piloted the shy diesel truck one time, and he said he was absolutely bored because he kept yanking on the steering wheel to get the front wheels to come off the ground. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Well, guys, uh, when, Jer when, when Jeremy does that, just tell him before he gets in the truck, just tell him one in ten. Just tell him Ryan from Iowa told you to say one in ten. He'll know what that means. One in ten. Okay. One All in right, ten. He'll know. Okay. Guys, let's let Van and Patty go to bed. Yes. <clears throat> thank, thank you, you for suffering. So thank you much. for suffering horrible internet with us. Oh, I I do apologize, guys. We Patty spends so much time with our internet suppliers. Uh, it's just. I know she's on their number one hit list, uh, but she's trying to find something that'll work in uh, in a bunch of cornfields. Hey, we appreciate it. Well, hey, she found something in the Meyer parking lot, so thank you, Patty. <laughs> That's right. We'll take that. We'll take all that. Righty. Well, thank you so much, and thank all your listeners for the inter I mean, for the interrupted connection tonight. And guys, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. And then. Thanks, so guys. Tomorrow, by about noon tomorrow, this will be up on iTunes and Spotify. 
just go look for Let's Grow Pulling and you can hear the interview with Van and Patty. So, Patty, thank you. Love you guys. Have a great night. Merry Christmas, too. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you. Good night. Drive careful. Good night. Good night. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Boom. That was a great interview, friends. Awesome. Charles is still nerding out over the Charles is Charles is mentally thinking through a listing of for his Volkswagen. He wants to buy a Honda Acura now or uh, an Accord now. No, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to go to do all that. But uh, you're full of lies. I know where the old Fontana shop is in a certain industrial park, and who owns it now? And they're just yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot going through the head. That's that's cool as shit that they're doing that. Yeah, that's that's interesting for sure. Race to the corn, Indiana Sprint Week has like new meaning now. Now I've always it's always been a bucket list thing. I want to go do that week. That it's eight, it's seven races in eight days. Now I really want to do it because I want to see that Hazley Machine logo on the side of some some fuel tanks. Slapping the cushion and, and making stuff happen, so that'd be cool as hell. Yeah, one of those on the back window of a little Honda or something. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, Toyota's been a, a big big deal in that game for a while. Ford has had had their their say on it, and uh, he he even brought up the name Esslinger Engineering, mm-hmm. huge name in the two point three Ford world. Everybody hates Ford Pinos, but they had 2.3s, and what they turned into um, went into the European Ford Sierras and the Escort Cosworths. And I'm I'm going total nerd. You are nerding out. You are you are yes, the definition yes, of nerding out. You've got a little Charles Sprint. Was that mo- one? Was that motor the one that uh, went into like the rally cars? Yeah, the the rally cars, the early rally cars, the the Ford Escort Mark Ones and Twos, um, the Sierra Cosworth that was in BTCC and DTM mm-hmm. was the two point three as well. Um, yeah, welcome to the Alphabet Soup Show. You're throwing a lot of numbers and letters around, and I'm you done lost me. <laughs> little 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 OHC four bangers circa 1980s that would make peel your face off horsepower with all kinds of turbo lag, which made it fun to drive. Everybody these days, oh, oh turbo lag sucks. No, turbo lag's fun as hell. <laughs> Once you learn how to use it. Did they ever have a did one of those motors ever make it into uh, like group B? Yeah, in the RS two hundred. Oh Lord, y'all need to y'all need to um, uh, do some YouTube work, uh, searching for Group B rally cars. Those are in, those are insane. From now on, I'm just going to pop up this right here. Jingle Group there. B rally was the only racing series in the history of the planet that was ever killed. Because it killed too many spectators. Because it was, yeah, the mortality rate was too high. Okay, that Your brings up, I've been, I've, I've been on Ryan, like, I really want to go shoot a rally race. And if anybody follows, like, Ken Block uh, on, like, TikTok, he had a really good picture of uh, this photographer had this 
this whole video clip of him coming around the corner and the caption was something along the lines of uh, something like, you don't realize how good uh, uh, was it a clipping post of a photographer makes or something like that. And that, I mean, it's literally like yeah. right off the photographer. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I am not. Charles. There's a, yes. If there's, you there's, go a, there's a new, there's a new Hornicorn versus the world series starting today. And Ken Block is precluded from driving the driving Hunicorn from his Audi contract. And his 14-year-old daughter, Leah, is in episode one against Alex Lachlan in a 4,000-horsepower screw-blown Corvette. Go to YouTube. It's there. Like that She's is. driving the Hunicorn, the Mustang, right? The Mustang. And she handles it. Nice. I'm and I'm sure that most people have seen the Hunicorn. If not, go type that into YouTube and nerd out for a while. That car is mental, utterly and mental. In, and if you're interested in Huna truck, his 1977 F-150 with the EcoBoost twin turbo, it's for sale for 1.1 million dollars. About holy cow! About uh, 18 miles that way. 18 miles that way. That way is where it is. Are they offering test drives? Because I think you should test if drive. If I it. win the, if I win the Powerball, I'm just gonna go cash on the table and just drive. I'm gonna. I don't care if it's not street legal. I'm driving the fucker home. It, it's coming right here. Yes. All right. We're gonna start a new segment every week. I made an executive decision. After our guest, we're gonna say we heard it on Bookface. It must be true. So all the rumors that we've seen on Facebook in the last week, we're all going to chip in now. This is where we talk. I don't care if it was pulloff.com or whatever. So Kevin Campbell got married, correct? You guys see that on Snapchat? Any of your friends with Josh Blackburn on Snapchat? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Everybody's looking at me. No, go to to a Myers parking lot. Okay. Our nice. very own chaos fabrication guy got married in uh, at Josh's shop down in Cuba City. They had all the tractor size. I saw pictures of Ross, Hodum. It was kind of the who's who of the. Oh of yeah, the, I saw I saw that online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I wondered what they were all doing there. Uh, Angry farmer, what's going on with that? The decalb pull, the indoor pull is not happening. I think. Charles, what did anybody see that on there? Uh, the rumor I heard, it's not going to be indoors anyway. Um, it might happen outdoors if someone can get a sled there. We'll see. Okay. Um, Bargies are building a new mod. I saw that today on um, their. Yeah, they got a new two-frame chassis with a front end from uh, Corporals, and rumor has it that it's going to be powered by five uh, Kazi single overhead cam Ford blown motors. So let's see what happens. <laughs> You're such a dork. Interesting. <clears throat> Uh, this is what makes those it- have the op- those have the optional canuder valve turned up to eleven. Uh, no, Wagler has still holds the the uh, the patent on those. Damn it, Wagler! This is from the judge polling team that we were referring to. So let's give them some love. Let's put them on the, in the comments here so people can go like that. Uh what else? Oh. <clears throat> We got a comment in there. Mike Maxwell's got a comment in there about the Eaton poll. Okay. Uh, give me a second. 
The fair board in Eaton voted against a poll. They're having an outdoor poll in July in Hartford, Ohio. So that would be the angry farmer guys, maybe. Or was was Dugan just a sponsor of that, or was he? Did he actually promote the poll? That's their kind of their hometown area, isn't it? Is it? Okay. Good stuff. Ah, uh, let's see here. Heartland pulling guys. The outlaws put a press release about thirty minutes before the show tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to bring it up on the screen. We'll read through it. And then you can go to the Outlaw Facebook page to comment on there if you so choose. But here's what we got, guys. Let's see here. Basically, after months of discussions and planning with Greg Lasuda, the owner of the Heartland Pulling Series of Nebraska and Colorado, OTTPA, also known as the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association, is excited to introduce the new Heartland Division of the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. This newly formed regional level pulling division will be exactly what regional level pulling of the Outlaw Truck and Tractor Pulling Association. The Outlaw Organization National Level Pulling Note today will remain as its own points race. So this is kind of like their first state member, guys. That'd be the easiest way to explain that, correct? Yep. Man, you guys are super talkative tonight. So I think y'all I if I'm not mistaken, that's central and western Nebraska, correct? And and eastern Colorado? I believe so. Yeah. So they've joined there. So the Outlaws have their first state-level organization, kind of like we're used to with the NGPA in their regions, and PPL with their state, like Badger State and Mid-South and stuff like that. The Outlaws are starting to branch off into that. So it was probably time for that because their schedule is more than full. So they wanted to share that tonight. So that press release is on their Facebook page. And uh, them, so that's shout-out to the Heartland Division. You're going to get a little more – a little more national publicity now. So. Yep. I got one more. Um, Dwayne Bounds has listed the high-yield uh, T-bucket two-wheel drive rolling chassis for sale for $10,000. It's local to here. And what's interesting to me is that he has not listed the engine for sale. And uh, what my sources tell me is that it will result in that being the highest horsepower Yeti cooler in the Bowling Green pit area, 2,500 horsepower Hemi cooler rolling through the the campground. So, do you have any photos? That is so rock and roll, Charles. Any photos of this? Uh, no, the fabrication is still underway. That's gonna be one loud cooler. Here's some more bullshit for you. Um, a certain Region 2 mod four-wheel drive puller. Let's see if he comments when I say this. Oh, it must be. Uh, is working with a top fuel team out of Indiana on a new chassis design that no one has thought of before. So let's see what happens there. Charles, this is a good – this is Charles's segment, guys. I like Yeah. Taking over, I dig it. Well, I'll watch the comments, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna scroll through the Pullers Championship Facebook page, guys, so we can talk about our most recent invitees that have accepted their invite. Cross Wired, Keith Witt, three six diesel truck, bang. Yep. Runs a lot in Illinois. It's a very very strong running truck, I believe. Um, did Keith? I think. 
finished runner-up to Brady at the uh, last hook at Nashville. And the rumor has it Keith is pioneering some uh, brand new hood latches that will not release for the 2021 season, (laughs) allegedly. I want to do a quick little live. So I made this today. What is a destination pull? I woke up this morning and I thought, that's something we don't talk about enough. And to me, a destination pull, guys, and this is what this video is about. Man, I look good on camera and I'm humble too. Um, a destination pool is something that when they announce that date on Saturday night, you're already booking your hotel for the next year. A destination pool is something that you take vacation for. Like if the pool starts on Friday or Saturday, you're you're setting up the camper on Thursday or you're rolling in Thursday evening and you're kind of enjoying the day. Ryan, Charles, Paul, Cody, I'm not looking for like the specific destination pool less, less you want to talk about that but what do you think makes up a destination pool one of those just tried and true you don't even have it's just one word like toma chapel hill bowling green i think hillsborough is on its way to becoming a destination pool uh, rockwell rock valley guys what are those what makes those events truly destination pools i've been trying to read through the comments and i put some stuff on the badger state page and the outlaw page today and beer money but from our panel of Experts, yeah, experts. What do you from guys non from so non distinguished? Non distinguished. Um, I'll jump in here. So, one of the things that uh, tractor pulling, truck and tractor pulling, kind of um, lacks in is something for everyone in the family, or I don't want to say everyone in the family, but you got to have multiple facets. So, I think of a. Um, Pinkneyville, Illinois, they've got something else going on, but, um, also, you know, if it's with a fair, there's something for kids to do. And then you have to have more than just everybody pulls the tractors into a, a field and they disc it up and do that kind of stuff. You have to have some other aspects of the show for, um, for say kids, the wife, a good example is, um, Shipshawana, Indiana. Just a nice little segue here. Um, so as everybody knows, the Midwest Winter Nationals were always held in Goryville in Rantoul. There wasn't a whole lot for the uh, the wives to do. I mean, you're kind of out in the, in the middle of the prairie. So last year, the COVID thing happens. Clint moves it up to uh, Shipshawana. I cannot count how many of the wives that came up there and said, we will come back. And much to the chagrin of some of the pullers are like, hey, whoa, we can't be having this here because the wives want to come now. We can't <laughs> do that. Um, but, you know, there's so many of them. They said, wait, wait we're in this little town. It's, and Shipshawana is small, but there's so much so much stuff to do. And it's so much close by. Say, hey, honey, we're going to go tractor pull in January. Oh, OK, well, I'll go up and hit all these little shops and stuff like that. There's something for other people. What's that, what's that translate into that, that translate it's translates into wives coming and maybe watching the show or kids being able to come and watch a show or whatever. And that puts butts in seats. It, it fills up these venues to where it doesn't matter what's going down the track. There's a bunch of people there. And that's what, that's what the sport needs is to be able to get people in the stand. So if you have other facets of the pool, it works out well. I'll I'll jump out there and say that a destination pull for me is Langford, New York. Um, it's it's the oldest pull 
in the world continuous so that that plays into it but what they have done you have open pit area and it's free to roam around and, and see some amazing stuff giant pit side grandstands that give you a good view the other side is a natural hill of uh, open open seating and everybody you know pitches tents or whatever has has seats out there and uh, on that side as well they do chicken dinners that are just phenomenal um, the price is reasonable they feed you and all of this creates this 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 valley type of atmosphere this is something that's important to me as a as an announcer something i feed off of is is that vertical look down on a track where everybody feels like they're right on top of everything that's going on and that happens at langford it's a place where the fans aren't just there they're right on top of all that's going on and they respond to it um some of the 50 50 drawings that have taken place there in the few years that i've been have exceeded four thousand dollars i mean where else are you going to do that it just doesn't happen so that's the commitment level that's there um that's a place that's a destination hub for me for sure i am so freaking i know a, to see i know a place where you can there. see that i know a place where you can see four thousand dollar uh uh 50 50 pots and you do too charles yeah i do there, there is another place but to be fair yeah Langford does do it yeah i know um i'll weigh in on this one and i and i, I think what say, makes i hate to say it because now we're versus for 2022 and that sucks it does okay so on that downer note thanks for that dick sorry sorry um whoa i'm gonna wait i am gonna i'm gonna weigh in um i think a destination pull can be any pull where a group of people whether that be family <laughs> the boys the girls the the young couples whatever a group of people can go and they make memories that they don't forget um a lot of times that's uh that's a big show where half the fun is getting there um and a third of the fun or a quarter of the fun is what happens in between sessions of the show, i.e. at night. Um, and then you got the, the competition. But uh, I think the biggest thing, at least for me, um, and understand, I don't go to a lot of pulls as part of a group. I roll in, it's, it's usually my backpack riding shotgun. It's not, you know, eight guys. I've done that once. Um, and that was to Wisner. And you know what? We made a hell of a lot of memories there. If you go ask half the guys in my office, they remember Wisner. They remember what happened. They remember a 1206 uh, diesel super exploding. And they'll never forget it. Um, it's got to have a little bit of everything, just like these other guys had said. Um, 
but part of it is who you're with. Um, I know guys who will never forget the time they went to Springville. You know, there's plenty of people who will never forget their first time going to, I don't know, name your, name your small time, um, middle of the summer points chase badger state hook. Yeah. Um, you know, some of those, some of those little towns, you know, some of those little towns where everybody shows up and you and your boys go. And even though it's on a Tuesday night, everybody drinks, drinks too much. And, you know, gets home one way or another, please have a sober if you're going to do that. Um, but they get home and they've got a hell of a headache the next morning, but man alive. You ask them 10 years from now what happened at that show, they will remember it. They'll remember that one dude that they came to watch make a pass in that one class. Well, that's what – and yep. I'm glad you said that, Ryan. It doesn't have to be – doesn't have to be a big show. No. I'm, then, I'm lucky that – you know, I, I, I'm lucky that I got to do – Langford, which is the oldest pole in the world. The second oldest pole in the world is my hometown fair, Armada. And it's just a it's just a brush pole. And that's not doing it justice to say that it's just a brush pole. Um the whole community comes out for it and we pile thousands of people into those that stands and have that same valley effect that I talked about with Langford, where you have these just cascades of grandstands full of people who are interested in what's going on. And it's, it's just really cool. Well, that's the one thing, you know, our show is let's grow pulling. And we've been doing this show since like 2015. So six years we've been doing this. And for the longest time, I think we all hung our hat on, well, you know, we share a lot of videos, a lot of pictures, but I think talking to all of us on and off the air and messenger and, going to banquets and stuff, the fan, we need to ask the fan more questions because ultimately we're paying for it. You know, that's with the pullers championship. That's kind of what, you know, got all of our minds spinning on all of this. If we can give you Mr. Puller, Mrs. Puller, all the money from the gate, we're going to turn you into a promoter, Peter Norton, Travis Schwabach, Justin Hoffman, Matt Goodwin, Taylor Van Beek, Keith Witt, you know, you are going to be the promoter because ultimately if you want a bigger purse, you're going to pack them in. And it's kind of like all that stuff we see on the drag racing and the, the cash days and stuff like that. And I feel like we need to listen to the fans more and you're going to get a hundred different opinions. But I think when you read through these threads, then again, it's posted on beer money. And I, I challenge all of you promoters, pullers to put that on your Facebook page, on your Instagram, on your Snapchat, Ask your fans, ask your followers what makes a destination pull, and then take that back to your board. I challenge the Rockwell, Iowa pull. I know the admin of that Facebook page is on the show right below me. Well, two below me. He should put that out there, and you should hear what his fans are saying. Because to some people, it's going to be the pullers. Some people, it's going to be the pits. Some people, it's going to be the foods. But at the end of the day, it's the memories. It's what you remember. And that's in Rusev yep. right on the head. So I don't like to give a lot of compliments, but. Thousand percent. We're doing this. We're doing this because it's been talked about over and over and over again, and no one's ever actually stepped up to do it. Well, here we are. Yep. We're gonna do it, and we're gonna find out 
and it it's going to work out great. I believe that. And we're going to make a lot of haters come year two because we are going to make it work. Yep. And, I mean, you know, we it's like Jason has said for a long time. We had to find that promoter that was willing to – to take this chance. And we found, we found him. And, um, he, he sent a, a message out oh, earlier this week, or maybe it was in the last week. He bought a, he bought a big tiller for the track. I mean, he's still adding equipment. He is, yes. he's doing things. He's, he's, he is fully committed to making this something that is year over year, um, type of thing. And, you know, he understands that, Hey, there's going to be some things we're going to change. We're going to do some things different the following year, but we get this thing off the ground the first year. We want to make it into that that pole that has the memories where you know, hey. Well, I, I just, I just huge, want huge every benefit promoter. to huge benefit to Brad Holtzauer for believing in us. But beyond that, he's run events at his at that venue before, and for him to believe in us, there, there's been there's been shows there. There's been stuff he's been a part of. There's stuff he's seen. There's stuff he understands how it has to happen. So if you think we're coming off the cuff or just flying seat of the pants, we're not. We have the belief of someone with that experience, and we're going to make it work because of we can rely on that level of experience that's that's invaluable it's it's wonderful that we've got that yep he's he's had he's had he's hosted champions tour events um, champions tour classes this is not anything new so we're just trying to take what knowledge is there and, and work off of that but back to that destination pull thing if you if you truly care about your event like and, and everybody's gonna have their own destination pull this isn't about one particular one Message the yeah, fair this board. is not about our show. Yeah. This message is not the about the show in May. Message the fair board, message the promoter, message the people who put on your destination pull. And if you have input, let them know now because nobody wants an armchair quarterback. Nobody wants to find out on Sunday that they think your sound system sucked on Friday night and you had a chance to fix it Saturday during the day. Let these people know now. And it's nothing, nothing personal. If you truly care about your event and you truly want to, grow pulling which we all do it's a great vent the the people we've had on van and patty hazley this this week jeff hodem last week travis law by the week before these are these are grand these are our heroes and you're talking to them on the internet right and they're telling us their opinion about what they think about pulling van doesn't mince any words hodem doesn't mince any words jeff no. travis didn't mince any words and he not to be a dick he just say hey i really wish your show was only four hours if that's what matters to you because you want to get your kids home, or I wish the parking was a little bit closer. You guys, if you've been putting on a pole for 20 or 25 years and you're stuck in that rut, you mm -hmm. this is what we do on Thursday, this is what we do on Wednesday. We tear the track open Friday morning at eight and we crack open a bush light, whatever it's going to be. You need some new blood, you need some new blood. And I'm not saying this is not a particular thing, I'm just trying to ask you, all the fans out there, all the pullers out there, all the promoters out there to step it up every single year and make your vet a little bit better than the year before and ask your damn people, your spectators. I mean, that's a comment card. Remember, remember you get the paper comment card. Remember they hand it to you with your meal 
and yep. still, now it's all electronic and stuff like that. Yep. Who's the last? Who's the last promoter? I feel like. When's the last time somebody stood yeah. at the, somebody stood at the thing and said, "What can we do better next year?" Do yeah. it. Why not? So, and it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be some monumental change. Hey, if you can do that, great. But just do something. It's better than doing nothing. Take a shot yeah. and see what happens. What can you do? Change up your classes, classes. Change up your track setup. Whatever it takes. You know, make that investment. And it doesn't. It ultimately, it probably doesn't even cost you anything. It's just listening to somebody say, "Hey, I got this alternative idea that we can make this work." and implement this particular idea it's not you're you're not going to spend more money to do it you're just going to change how you approach it so i've seen that work even within my own hometown fair it can happen so steve bowsman's wanted to know when the limited pro so that's going to be fan fan vote only steve so january third right yep yes when we're going to open up the fan voting and the first round of fan votes will go on there and we'll talk about that more as we get closer so that's where, and congratulations. I heard you guys bought a pro stock, Steve. Your the Western series added the five inch class. We're going to call it Tucker said it best. And Tucker and I don't always, we, we don't agree on a lot of things, but I respect that guy as a promoter. And he's always out there. And he said, there's three kinds of pro stock. There's the dudes. <laughs> Remember this last week, the champions tour and the grand national guys, then your state level pullers. And then the five inch class. And I love the five inch class. I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited to see that get added to the Western series. I'm excited to see the rules are identical to the outlaws so they can go play back and forth with each other because competition still makes everybody better. You may not like it, but it's going to make you better because if there was only McDonald's, well, McDonald's still sucks. I don't know. But my point is competition makes you better. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that people are stepping up their game to do all of that. Why am I a faceless comment? Short he was, has something to do with Facebook. You're not now. He was. He was. It was because he's a, an admin on the Polar's yeah. Championship page. If you log in as one of our pages, then it shows up as that. But if you go back to your personal mm. profile, then it doesn't do that. So. But Short Fighty, just uh, uh, shared something pretty uh, important. That's insider information. As Short probably made probably as many, if not more, passes than just about anybody down that track. Always shift up. <laughs> but are we gonna go whether whether you believe that or not is up to you short fight he's already stacking the deck what a dick i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that alone yeah. but are we gonna go the other direction saturday night no surprise well, we're actually going to pull in a circle jason do you ever have local guys or garden tractor guys yeah absolutely we have just we've been on a three-week terror of like superstars which is pretty good for us so i would think who is the most influential influential garden tractor puller out there let me know robbie send me some ideas and we'll get them on the show i think robbie's pushing that he can do it that's fine i'll get robbie on the phone we've shared some of his and i see twin i see twin stacks out the center of that hood so that kind of makes me think uh you know cool things yep we talked about that last week remember yeah all right, we're buck 47 into this. For those of you at home, that's one hour and 47 minutes. First of all, Van and Patty, great guests. Um, if you have ideas for next week's show, yeah, and we've had we've had everybody on the show. I mean, we've had garden tractor pullers, farm stock pullers, whatever. 
Um, we've been kind of focusing on some of the higher level pullers for the, for the pullers championship, but we can do a 15, 20 minute interview with anybody. Um, it's all good. Jason, we, we once had a six year old garden tractor puller who pulled an alcohol tractor. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The show really Ryan, like popularity wise, like the last, this last year has been huge. This new format with StreamYard having all you guys on here has been awesome because everybody's got a different take, a different angle, and we all bring a different following to it. So this is the best numbers we've seen on the Let's Grow Pulling Live Monday night show. Um, I think the fact that we've been stick, we've stuck with it for six years. I mean, honestly, having Charles, I don't like to give Charles a lot of comment compliments, but having him on here has been a big. Uh, <laughs> I don't deserve boost. any of it anyway. Cody. I'm not really sure what you brought to the show yet, but you are a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful man. I brought the looks. Damn. I brought the looks. <laughs> no, but is that what it is? We're all friends. We're all friends. Um, even even outside of the, the show, and it's fun and we have a good time doing it. And the guests, the guests are what make it, the pullers are what make it. But seriously, think about that. Yo, yo, don't, you don't even know what, what the behind the scenes comments and it chat rooms and, and group texts are. Yes, we definitely do get along. There's no joke about that. Ed, perfect. I would love to do an interview again when I get the schedule set for the Outlaw Garden Tractor Pulling Series. Absolutely, Ed. Ed lives in Platteville too, guys, so not that far from me. So We also have somebody talk, come uh, talk about uh, building a track too. Don't forget yeah. that one. Well, I want a track builder from every association because everybody's got a different theory on that. It's just like making chocolate pudding. There's a lot of different ways. Wow. Could the fights we could have about track building. Oh, oh my goodness. This I'm, this comes from somebody who built a track but also runs a sled, though. So, like, he sits in there and sees a lot of that. Even better. Let, bring it on. Let, I this, this is a fight I'm prepping for. This would be awesome. No, it's just like. Hey, Get Kevin and Jim Miller and, and Bungart and, and let them hash it out. Well, we got oh Kevin Bauer. Gosh. Kevin Bauer already said he'd come on. So we got the outlaw. You know, uh, we have, I think, uh, Jim Miller is well known for the NTPA, Ohio, right? That's that's the guy. The dirt you need it, why you need it. Let's bring this. Let's, yep. let's have this talk. Yep. I love it. Um, uh, before everybody uh, logs off or, or, you know, watches Jason put on videos of Dan, you all need to tune in tomorrow because tomorrow on Outlawed with Ron Stone, we're going to have one of the greatest, let's call him a living legend, of um, both building and pulling. Mark Ulmer, I'm not going to be able to make it, but uh, I fully expect you guys to do a killer interview. Um, Mark Ulmer is so full of stories that, you wouldn't even believe it. We could keep him talking for five hours. Um, the tractors that are competing today that he's had his hands on and in, you wouldn't believe. The things that he's done to some of those tractors to make them run and where they are today, you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe it. So y'all just need to tune in tomorrow. Seven o'clock. Where is the Xerox copy red light and fever? Uh, say what now? Where is the Xerox copy Redline Fever, aka Lost? Uh, I believe it's lost in Mark's shop somewhere. Yeah, he needs to find that. Yeah, I believe that that's been found. I believe that it's in the process. 
I might have asked him. I hope so. Yes. BSTP banquet this Saturday in the Dells. Badger State Tractor Pullers, I'll be up there. It's going to be a blast. Nice rules meeting during the day. Great event at night. Friday night's always fun as well. So looking forward to seeing the Badger State family this weekend. Are you going to Are you gonna make Sarah bury her head in her hands like you did at the Outlaw Banquet? I do Ice Ice Baby pretty much. That's kind of my jam. I'm working on a new song, though. So I'm working on perfecting oh, the Humpty Dance. That's my new one. I'm going to fall over and probably pass out when I hear you say, I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. That's actually the only reason I wanted to do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing she doesn't watch the show. Who's that? It's a good thing she doesn't watch the show. She, uh, she's proud of me, guys. She's pretty proud of me. So. Yeah. Oh, we had good conversation while you were doing some of that, yes. Yeah, we did. We expressed our sympathies. Yeah. Yeah, that Denny's, those Russian <laughs> cab drivers in the Dells will charge you 30 bucks to go like half a mile if you're not careful. That happened a couple of years ago, allegedly. Allegedly. So. so who's on the screen there? I have no idea. It's just a video I pulled up. I'm just going to play it because I because I got heckled for wanting to play my Dan Taylor all the time. Charles, do you know who this is? No, I have no clue. Anybody recognize this track? Somebody sent this to us on our Facebook page. I got nothing, man. I don't know who this is. That MTPA tech guy? Looks like it. Crazy King Worth and Baroqua. Ah. Yep. Mine's Friday. Man, he's got some ground speed. Team KW all the way. That was one of the trucks that um we talked about inviting, right? For the for the invite. Didn't didn't uh, did Ryan mention him? Crazy KW. Yes, he sh yeah, I'm sure he did. I want to have a conversation with. I want to talk to somebody in super stock diesel class, semi class. And if, if any of them will talk to us about it, about the push downs on the tandems, because I feel like that's verboten language, but. I can see it happen. We all know it happens. But what are they doing there? Who do we need? What do you want? Any Anybody who I, – I, I can't ID somebody because I don't feel like it's a conversation that's willing to be had. But when it comes to super stock diesel, when it comes to the rear the rear axles, there's a, there's a push down that goes on there where the front side of the tandem gets pushed into the track and then it gets retracted after everything's done. And I, I don't know. There's rules that govern that, but it happens. And I don't know if anybody's really do, willing to actually admit what they really do there. Yeah, that's... Well, you're talking, you're talking about diesel semis, right? Diesel semis, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, there's there's push down on the front center tandems, 
and there's lots of video where you can see it, but no one will talk about it. Colin says, always notice that with Jack's semi. Yeah, that was actually the first one that really did it um, a few years ago. But there's others now since that do it as well. When you talk to semi-truck pullers kind of off the record, I, I kind of feel like they think there's one set of rules and there's a bunch of outlaws. Not, And I don't mean the outlaw truck and tractor place. I just mean kind of kind of br- brush pullers with big budgets, if you will. That's kind of the thing I've heard, Charles. And I don't want to get into all of that, but. No, I don't, I don't want to get into it. It's not the conversation for tonight, but um, no. there, there's 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 a thing there. There's a thing there. There's a thing there. Um, what did everybody have for Thanksgiving? What was your favorite food, Cody? Um, I don't know. There's always uh, I don't know. Good ham, turkey, potatoes, green bean casserole, usual stuff. I don't know if there's really like a favorite Thanksgiving food. It's all pretty good. I mean, I did did make some uh, use some uh, fresh Wisconsin cheese for some stuff here in the last week. You should. I brought you some. Yeah, I know. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Charles, do you know Larrabee? I do. Yes. See that um, comment. I don't know that he would talk. Okay. Is it something worth opening up, or you, are you just? Yeah, no, I, like I'll doctor. definitely pursue it. I, I'll try to find a guest who will talk about it. I'm not sure Larrabee's one. Okay, that's fine. I wonder if we could get Larry to do it. Uh, Uncle Larry? No. Larry Carey. Uh, I don't know if you ever had it. We'll do some homework there. That's it's it's a curiosity for me. So I like it. On on a different note, did anybody see? uh, Since the outlaws, assuming it was Jason that posted, if you had the opportunity to drive one pulling vehicle for free and not break or not pay for anything that you broke, what would you drive that uh, Doug Meisinger said he was going to drive Dan Taylor's tractor and uh, pull it uh, to the pretty girls in the registration booth? <laughs> what did Jeanette, how did Jeanette respond to that? Jeanette? Let's find out. His darling wife. She hasn't. Something. I tagged you guys. Oh, come on, Jeanette. Don't let us down. Mike, Mike comments on there and says, Dan Taylor, you're still talking about you, bub. And that's about it. No one else has commented on it yet. So oh, this, I this just, is the I question. These are great questions for people to post on their Facebook page. And this is, well, this is Roos's. I mean, we copy it on Ron Stone on Tuesday nights. And we, you know, that's, you know, I didn't see Lisa Jostock on here tonight, but that's always her question. She's always, Brian, when are you going to ask him? But if you got an opportunity to drive a pulling vehicle for free and didn't have to pay for anything if you broke it, which pulling vehicle would you drive and where would you hook it? You know, and there's uh, 210 comments on the outlaw page. You know, a lot of good stuff on oh. here. I just got reminded something of the for the for the uh, the uh, rumors bit. Uh, Dirty Hooker Diesel, Triple X Super Stock Truck. What mm-hmm. maybe coming soon? I saw that. I did too. And Team Firepunk 
has a counter punch coming as well, also with common rail power. Right there. Yeah, there's Tony's. But Firepunk has a customer truck going together that will get a DNJ executioner common rail loaded into it for 2022. So that's a big bullet. There will be some common rail bullets, V8 and inline six coming. When that dirty hooker goes, uh, I think the chassis above come from the same place. Why are we watching an ad for Polo? I don't know. Because there's a YouTube ad. Could be in a dick. Oh, all right. When did uh, Dirty Hooker Diesel go uh, neon 80s with their logo? Kind of cool. Uh, within the last, like, eight, nine months, maybe. Not part of that anymore, but uh, they, they followed with everybody else going, like, you know, Miami Vice. You know, it's just a thing. Yeah, but it's kind of a cool thing. Not really. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your shut your face when you're talking to me. You and I are both That's the right. same age, Ryan. We, we we live through the 80s. We know what's cool and what's not. And uh, you know, Miami Vice Neon, not that fucking cool. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I lived through the 80s too. Shut your kickle. No, you didn't. You were you were like four. Shut up. I still live through it. Do they know? Yeah, that? 1989. What's wrong with that? Still an 80s baby. All right. The show's out of control. You guys go to bed. Yeah. Place yeah. Amen. Love you. Later, See guys. Love y'all. Get the hell yeah. off of here. Hit, hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll be on iTunes and Spotify tomorrow. Found some video off of Jerry Richardson Facebook page from the 7,500 pound modified tractors at Bloomsburg Fairground. Have a great night.
Thank you.